and this is Sarah Hart Unger. Welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is episode number 45, and it's going to be talking all about planning your summer. Yes, I was not here for an episode last week. You did not miss it. Nothing happened to your feed, although this is a good reminder to make sure you are subscribed. You can find Best Laid Plans in any podcast app, or you can listen on Spotify, but I find I do best with my favorite podcasts when I have them in my app to just download automatically, and you can certainly do that with Best Laid Plans. Fun fact, I think it's really kind of nice to have more podcasts that you subscribe to than you can actually listen to, because then you can pick and choose the topics that really interest you and just go ahead and and delete those. I have a weekly deleting ritual about weekly for my podcast queue, but this is your reminder to subscribe because I have a little announcement, which is that we're going to be doing episodes through the month of June. And then we're going to go on a month-long July hiatus, which I think is appropriate because this show is all about honoring your rhythms and taking breaks and planning in breaks. And I just think a natural break to the planning season happens in July. We're all at that point enjoying our summers, enjoying the plans that we've put into place. None of us are really in the back-to-school mindset yet, nor should we be. So I think it'll be a perfect time to just take some downtime from this podcast, do some reflection about how I can make it wonderful and fantastic for the back-to-school season and into the fall. But yes, if you are not subscribed, I highly encourage you to do so. Otherwise, you might forget about me, and then you'll be sad that you miss all the amazing back-to-school content that comes in in the fall. But seriously, I do encourage you to subscribe. And if you haven't, I would love it if you could leave me a review. I would love to see this podcast grow as we re-enter back this year. And I really, really enjoy doing it. But it does actually kind of still cost me net negative money in terms of producing it and paying for the software and everything. So um, I would love the audience to grow a little bit. And I know taking a break is maybe a little bit antithetical to that. But still, if you can tell a friend about it or leave a review and make sure that you do have the subscription active, that would be so helpful to me. All right. So today's episode is all about summer. And this is just going to be me talking about kind of what I do to plan my summers. And hopefully some of that is going to be helpful to you. I know I've enjoyed a lot of um, the recent podcast episodes that I've heard about summer. So that includes Gretchen Rubin and Liz Craft and their podcast Happier. They had an episode called Design Your Summer that was great. They always talk about a special summer reading project and outings and things like that. Best of Both Worlds, the other podcast that I'm in, another shameless plug, we did a summer episode. I really enjoyed Emily Lay's discussion with her friend about designing her summer. I thought that was great. And then the podcast, 10 Questions with Laura Tremaine, 10 Things I'd Like to Tell You, I think it's called, something like that. Anyway, it's great. And she did a 10 questions to ask yourself about summer that I thought was really helpful and made me think about how I want to spend my summer. So I'm going to add my own summer list to the pot and I hope you enjoy it. All right, so the first thing I have to say is that my planning for summer begins well before summer. As you guys know, I divide my year into quintiles and summer is Q3 for me, which lasts from basically the when my kids' school ends to when their school begins. So for us in South Florida, school is over in early June and it begins again in mid to early August. This year, I think it's like mid-August. So it's about 
two and a half months long. This year, it's actually slightly shorter because the school that two of my kids go to started late and they're ending late. So we have a slightly truncated summer, which is interesting, but it's still long enough to fit in a lot of fun. And so as I'm deciding what we're going to do for that summer, the first thing as a parent is figuring out what to do with the kids. And I do have a nanny, so we, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have to put them in camps. And in 2020, we definitely didn't. And they stayed home all day. And I wouldn't repeat that again unless I was forced to by another pandemic or something, because it was pretty, they really need structure and they need to be running around. And it's just wasn't enough for them. So this year, they are going to camps galore pretty much the entire summer. And I did make a camp spreadsheet, which I learned from my friend and podcast partner, Laura Vanderkam. She has five kids, but I think she began her spreadsheet when maybe she had three of them. And it's true. Unless you're going to keep all kids at the same place for the whole summer, you do need some sort of system to figure out which weeks to sign up for where, making sure the drop-offs are actually feasible, making sure you don't sign up to drop three kids in three different places at three different times, that kind of a thing. So I did create a spreadsheet and we're going to do a number of different day camps this year. So that is kind of the first thing that went into my summer design. That isn't going to apply to all of you listening, as I'm sure not everybody has kids. Although at some point, we should do a listener survey and actually find out who you guys and ladies and everyone else is who listens to this. So yeah. Okay. Aside from the camp, I also kind of took some time to think about what my own personal projects that I'm interested in getting done or really focusing on this summer. And I'm going to share mine, even though that's not necessarily, you know, I don't always go into details of that kind of thing on this podcast. I thought it would be fun for this summer episode to actually talk about how I'm planning on focusing my time this summer. So for me, I am going to have kind of three things going on. One is going to be home organization. So I'm continuing to really go through my house and declutter and make certain areas more functional. The second is I am just trying to work on getting my kids' routines a little bit better, a little less chaos, just working on, I wouldn't say my relationship with my kids necessarily, but just continuing how to be a better parent and be there for them in the way that they need it. And, you know, that's something that I feel like is a project that will never end, but I do want to make it kind of a deep dive this summer. I did sign up for something called the Foundations course that is from Danae Barahona, who has a podcast called Simple Families. And this kind of goes through how to create a, some more simplified routines and pared on toys and things like that. So I'm planning on going through that this summer and I'm excited about it. And for a more personal goal, I am working on improving my running speed and I am using some of the Jack Daniels training programs to do that. My husband is like a a real runner with actual talent and experience. And when I complain that I'm just getting slower because I'm getting older, which is true, he said, well, you know, you could train a little bit more intelligently. And he pointed me towards Jack. He didn't say it like that, by the way. That is not his vibe. But he pointed me towards Jack Daniels, famous running book. And I am going to do some of his training programs and see if I can work on my speed this summer. Maybe I'll go for a fast 5K in the fall or winter, maybe a half marathon this January. I don't know. We'll see where that takes me. But it's kind of funny since during the pandemic summer, I did absolutely no running, like not even once, which is really odd for me. Instead, I focused on strength and I did this program called the 80 Day Obsession, which was kind of perfect for pandemic, just gave me something to focus on. And I was in really, really good shape, like in terms of body composition and kind of vanity and stuff like that. But it also 
definitely made me run slower, which is interesting. So this summer, I'm going to try to get some speed back. All right. So those are my three personal projects. And I think three is enough. I have a couple of big work projects that I am working on as well that are sort of outside the scope of this podcast, but I have them kind of divided up. So I'd say there's, there's about six total projects, my home organization, the parenting stuff, running, and then three work projects. So those are kind of, I think, plenty. You know, they say like eight to 10 goals for the year is reasonable. I do tend to make my like 20 for 20 list, but really when it comes to actual goals, I do think eight to 10 is, is more than enough. So six things for the summer should be plenty. The next thing I really like to design and think about for the summer is summer reading and entertainment. I do think this is a really nice, I don't know, excuse or fun thing to do for the summer is to read in a different way, maybe a little bit lighter, maybe more novels. That is definitely how I lean. The rest of the year, I tend to balance kind of literary fiction and other fiction and nonfiction. But during the summer, I am all about the juicy novel. I usually turn towards some great summer reading lists. My absolute favorite is the Modern Mrs. Darcy Summer Reading Guide. It's fantastic. It comes out in late May of every year, and you can get it for free by signing up for her newsletter. And I pick 10 titles out of that list for my summer. I know there are some amazing readers out there who have like 30 or 40 books on their summer reading list. That would definitely stress me out. So 10 is about right. I usually read about 40 to 50 books per year. So 10 for a summer is right in my sweet spot. If anybody is ever curious how I pick my books or what I read, I do have a 2020 and 2021 books list up on my blog, theshoebox.com. You just go to the top and they're listed there. I'm working on switching my affiliate links. Currently, they're Amazon links, although I want to switch them all to bookshop links because that's going to require fixing every single link. That might be a more of a 2022 transition that I do, but you can check out those lists. They're available. And I do think making a juicy summer reading list is A, really fun, and B, will allow you to strategize when it comes to your library holds if you get books from the library. I read physical books, not not Kindle. I know I'm super old. I like paper. You know that. (laughs) So I do pick my holds. You know, I use the reserve library system and I I have to be strategic about it because some books, especially if they're hot off the press for the summer and they're on a bunch of lists, it's probably going to be a long wait. So I'm going to have to reserve those really popular ones early so that maybe I have a hopes of getting them by the end of the summer. All right, so that's my summer reading plan. And then sometimes it's fun to have some kind of other summer entertainment plan. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's seeing, you know, outdoor live shows now that we can do things more safely. Hooray! And for us, I think my husband and I came up with a fun theme, which is that we're going to try to watch all the movies and shows that are centered around infinite loops. So, you know, like Groundhog Day. And there was a recent one that we both really enjoyed called Palm Springs. I think it was on Hulu. But there's a TV show called Russian Doll. I think it's a Netflix series, as well as, I don't know, some other Infinite Loop shows. There's like, I think there was a couple articles on this being a very trendy thing since 2020. And I just thought that would be such a fun theme. So we're going to watch a bunch of Infinite Loop TV and movies. And then we're going to make a movie list for the kids and also catch up on This Is Us because we're hopeless, hopelessly behind. And I still do enjoy that show very much. And I'm sure catching up on that by the end of the summer is realistic. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and be right back with some more summer planning fun. This episode is sponsored by Pineapple Escapes. After a year of very little travel for most of us, it is even more exciting to start planning your next adventure. Are you ready to start planning? Let the agents of Pineapple Escapes and hosts of the Travel Tidbits podcast help you make your next vacation magical. 
When you book your vacation with a Pineapple Escapes agent, their services include their extensive travel knowledge and expertise, an initial consultation, booking of your trip, availability to answer all of your questions before, during, and after your trip, helpful tips and tricks. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com an e-package with all of your travel documents and a customized itinerary, plus a dash of extra pixie dust. Jamie, one of their wonderful agents, even sends planner and calendar stickers to her clients when they book a Walt Disney World or Disney Cruise Line vacation. Now that is an amazing touch I can get behind. Pineapple Escape specializes in Disney destinations, Hawaii, all-inclusives, and cruises, but can send you anywhere in the world. Even better, booking with a Pineapple Escapes agent is the same price as booking directly on your own. Join the agents of Pineapple Escapes each Monday for the Travel Tidbits podcast. The agents discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. Travel makes life sweeter. 
All right, well, this is a perfect segue because the next thing I'm going to talk about is travel. Now, perhaps you've been planning ahead to travel you know, since the beginning of 2021, but maybe it's just now that you're starting to feel comfortable planning things in. Either way, I, for one, can tell you that I am just so happy and grateful to be able to put things on the calendar again and look forward to them and know that most likely they will actually happen. It is just such a wonderful feeling and I never knew how much I appreciated it until the pandemic. But hey, maybe that's one of those silver linings. We figure out you know, how much these little things actually mean to us. So now is the time to look at your summer calendar. If you don't have travel, you know, already slotted in there and you now feel comfortable venturing out a little bit. It's certainly not too late. There are so many local trips that you can take and still I'm sure plenty of different venues available to stay, whether they be, you know, VRBO or Airbnb or, you know, renting a home wherever you feel comfortable. And that's kind of how we are going to do our travel this weekend. We are planning one weekend in June and then a full week in August with the family. We're not flying yet because my kids are too young to be vaccinated. And so we are going to do driving trips. I do live in Florida and we have a lot of beautiful vacation spots, although tend to be a little bit nicer in the winter. But we're still hoping that it will be fun in the summer. So we're actually planning a week up in Amelia Island, which is beautiful, in August and have already rented that. And again, no matter where you are, I am sure there are some trips that you could add to your calendar to make this summer feel special, especially if you hadn't felt comfortable traveling before and now you do. It is not too late because as this comes out, it's June and we've got a few months of summer ahead. So I urge you, if you just now feel ready to do it, book it. You can always make sure you look at those cancellation policies, but many things still allow you to cancel. And a lot of places have gotten better about offering different types of trip insurance. So you can, you know, make sure that For example, if someone does happen to test positive for COVID in your family or something right before a trip, then you could recoup what you've put into that trip, depending on the policy. So anyway, look into that, but it is not too late to book travel. I will say we had a really lovely question asked on a prior episode about travel, and I talked about planning travel. And I don't do a lot of planning, but sometimes in these post-pandemic days, things do require a little bit more reservations than maybe they had in the past. So there might be restaurants where you previously could walk in and now you need to make sure you reserve your spot. So it is important if there are things that you know you want to do where you're going to go to think about making those reservations this time around. And if you've never made a list of outfits you plan to wear on a trip, I also highly suggest trying that out. My husband and I recently got back from a very short trip where I did that and I wore everything that I packed and I always had something to wear and I enjoyed it and my husband joked that he had packed like twice as many things as he actually wore because he just randomly threw things in the bag so it will help you pack lighter and also have what you need all right so that's travel and then kind of adjacent to travel is to make sure that you have if you're able to and depending on what your you know paid time off policy looks like where you work to create some sort of retreat or planning days or you know just days where you can spend time working on the bigger picture of your job, perhaps, or of your life. I am really trying to make it a practice to plan these in every month or every other month or so. Right now, I'm actually planning on participating in uh, the Organized 365 Work Planning Day next week. So by the time this airs, I'll be about to do that. And that's going to be really, really fun. And I have my own personal retreat day that I just designated in mid-July that I just put on the calendar. Because the truth is, if you don't plan these out, Something will get scheduled that day and you won't be able to take it for yourself. So think about 
you know, those kinds of days in the summer might be a really nice time to take more of them. You get a better sense of how many vacation days you're going to have left for the year. And if there are extras, depending on the policy where you work, you really don't want to let those go unused because some places, if you don't use them, they're gone forever. And then finally, I know a very classic thing is to make an elaborate bucket list with a whole bunch of places to go. I'm pretty minimal when it comes to this because I just don't want to put too much pressure on myself or the family. I have to admit the weather down here can be really, really unpredictable. And I don't want to feel like I'm failing if we can't get to, I don't know, eight or 10 outdoor activities because it's like monsooning and we have, you know, hurricane watches and God knows what. So we're keeping it really short, but I did come up with like five things I'd like to do. One is to go take the kids to Butterfly World again. And to use our Zoom membership, since we have a membership, I want to use it once over the summer. I want to get clothes cleared out of our garage. I guess that's kind of a goal, not a fun goal, but it's on my bucket list. I want to meet friends up at our community pool. And I want to get a grill and host a barbecue. That's it. It's not very long. I'm sure we're going to do a lot of other fun things. I'm also going to solicit some suggestions from the kids and maybe they'll have things to add to our bucket list. But right now, that's it. So I'm going to put that up on the wall so we can remember to do those things. And I think that's that's plenty since we also have camp and work and just lots of other stuff going on. Finally, I wanted to just discuss the kind of systems I'm playing with right now. Oh, my gosh, you guys, I do not plan on switching planners so much in the future. I don't really know. It's almost like I just got in the habit of switching in 2020 because it really made sense to switch. And I actually today had a really cathartic kind of day where I got rid of a lot of my kind of half used planners from 2020. I thought about keeping some of them and I didn't want to. It was sort of painful to look at those days laid out, those days at home, those days of uncertainty, the stress that went with my job. So I was really happy to let them go. I recycled them. I pulled the coils out. I put those in the garbage. I recycled the paper. It felt amazing. I did keep one small notebook that I had tucked into my Hobonichi at the beginning of 2020 that had all my 2020 goals in it. And then like there was a page um, at the beginning of Q2, which was right when the pandemic hit, that was like taking a break this quintile while things settle. Ha ha ha, this quintile, or maybe like this next year and a half. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so that was really nice, just getting rid of all that stuff. And I just... Seeing all those like half used systems just made me realize I would like to be more consistent going forward in the future, even though I love trying new things for this podcast. There are only so many planners one human being can use. So I'm just going to be cognizant of that going forward. But right now what I'm using is a full focus planner that I started in May. And that's going to take me until August when I'm going to use the simplify for my daily planner. And I, as you guys, I think I mentioned, I did order a new Erin Condren Life Planner in the hourly and the, in the seven by nine size. I had been using an eight and a half by 11. It was just so big. It was taking up so much desk real estate and it wasn't spiral. So I couldn't even fold it back on itself. And I just, I was ready to let that go. So that one's gone now too. And I am going to be starting that Erin Condren Life Planner in July and hopefully using it all 12 months. We will see. But since I had someone kindly sent me a Silk and Sonder monthly planner. I am trying that out for the month of June. So I kind of put in my June dates to tide me over for a weekly view between the old one, which I just couldn't stand using anymore, and the new one, which starts in July. So that's it. Hopefully nothing else. I am also kind of thinking about getting a new Cultivate What Matters because, I don't know, I just saw their products and I think I need like 
okay, I don't need anything, but I'd like to experiment with another goal-directed system. But other than that, I plan on buying nothing, nothing, nothing for quite some time. And I'm very happy with what I have. I will say I'm going to give a shout out to two planners that I've noticed on the market that I'm not going to buy to review, but that you might want to be interested in checking out. One is the Budget Mom Planner, which I believe she calls her Live Rich Planner. Yes. And I did review it. I don't have the exact episode number. I'll have to try to put it in the show notes, but I reviewed it last year. It was a great planner. I played with it for a while. It's got a little too much laid out specifically for my taste. Like I like a little bit more blank, kind of, I guess, undesignated areas to my planner. However, I will say the things that she put in there are incredibly useful and well thought out. And it's a really nice option. So she's coming out with her new one that might be worth checking out if you want a planner that has some budget related content that's incorporated. And a kind listener sent me an email about Jordan Page's productive planner. I think it's called like the page productive planner. And it's really, really interesting. I was tempted to order it just because I was dying to take a look at it. But instead, I found a detailed YouTube review of it. And so I will definitely link that up. It was very helpful because I was able to see page by page. It's a really interesting system. Her time block system is kind of similar to Cal Newport's, but a little bit different. She sort of divides the day into different time buckets, and then you kind of fill in from there. I absolutely see how this is may be helpful to a lot of people to think about their time the way she lays it out to the point where I almost feel like this deserves its own review and maybe I'll have to order one to do one in the future or just play with it. But I just wanted to mention that I think she's having a flash sale on them now. It's probably not going to be still going on by the time this airs. But if you're looking for a really different time blocking system and are interested in trying out something quarterly, she sells a three month and a six month month version And I will link that up as well as a new one you may not have seen before because even I hadn't seen before and I've seen a lot. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That is going to be the summer and I will be back with some more content. I think we're going to continue our episodes through the month of June and just take the month of July off. I am also looking for advertising partners for the fall and winter and I've had a couple people approach me and I'm very excited, but I'd like to get some of the dates figured out ahead of time. So if you have a small business or hey, even a large business, and you're interested in reaching listeners who love to plan ahead and plan on paper or digitally, then please uh, drop me a line. You can always get me at shoeboxblog, S-H-U-B-O-X-B-L-O-G at gmail.com. You can also find my contact information on my website, which is theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. As always, that's where you'll find your show notes. I think I will make my triumphant return to social media maybe in July. So I'll start posting again there. In fact, maybe that'll be the teaser to the fall episode since I won't have podcast episodes there. We'll see. So keep your eyes on all those spaces. You can always send me questions. I love those audio questions. We'll be doing another Q&A episode soon. And I really would love to hear about what everyone else is doing to make their summer special and, and plan it. And there's just so much to look forward to this summer, especially compared to last summer. So, so happy about that. I think this will be a summer of joy. All right. Have a wonderful week and send me your questions. Leave me a review. Send me your comments. I would love to hear from you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices. Amplified.